Since day one of Red Wolf Roll Call, we've had one official barber. One. Toby Stoker of Asa Blades Barbershop. Over the years, you've heard the ads. No frills, just a great haircut, plain and simple. And during this time, more and more customers are discovering Asa Blades. Great haircut, great price, great customer service, plain and simple. Your time is valuable. Your look is valuable, too, and Asa Blades knows that. Ace of Blades Barbershop at 3227 Matthews next to Auto Doctor. They're open Tuesday through Friday, 8 to 5. And for those of you with busy schedules, Saturday's appointment only. To set your Saturday appointment, call Toby at 268-1221. You can also find Ace of Blades on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Ace of Blades Barbershop, the official barber of the Red Wolf Roll Call. Make them your official barber. Ace of Blades Barbershop, a proud supporter of the A-State Red Wolves. Got a dream to take them there. You think that you're better How am I gonna stick this in a G-string? You better get ready Oh, it doesn't feel short Bow to the masters Break it down uh, Let's get ready to rumble I Damn cracker ass producers Oh, Gary Merry Christmas You better ready to do some kissing Wax on, wax off I hear there's rumors on the uh, internets. Oh boy, I've never got a package this big. I've always wanted to have a huge package. What? We're gonna do this without strippers? God, here we go again. R W R C. Due to some sexual content, parental discretion is advised. Good morning and welcome to RWRC Radio. We're live here in the Unico Bank Studios, right here on 95.3 The Ticket, AM 970, Ritter Communications, Tube Town Channel 21, of course, the Facebook Live, and uh, streaming audio at redwolfrollcall.com, and uh, it is the 18th anniversary of 9-11. And typically on Wednesdays, of course, it's a Women Rock Wednesday brought to you by the great folks at Yes Dog Grill, 226 South Main Street, in the heart of historic downtown Jonesboro. And we're still celebrating the ladies. It's always going to be Women Rock Wednesday. However, the songs today will purely be 9-11 bass. We're going to open it up, whatever you want to hear today. Uh, There are just certain days of the year that we go away from the norm and uh september 11th is always one of those days for us and so um we of course will talk sports but it'll probably be randomly you know um i think that you know unfortunately for us as a society and us as a country that it's easy to put it in the back of your mind um, Walls and I were talking before the show started, and neither one of us could wrap our mind around the fact that it's been 18 years. Uh, it doesn't feel like 18 years. Um, when I put that in perspective, it's crazy because my youngest daughter is 16. Right. And she 
wasn't even born yet. And she's a 16-year-old junior in high school. And so it's very hard for me to wrap my mind around that. Um, you know, I had the, the privilege a summer ago to go to the 9-11 memorial. And I am one of those guys that uh, history, U.S. history, American history, all those are, are very, it, it, it resonates with me. It's something that's always been interesting to me. You know, my oldest daughter, her name is Kennedy for a reason. Um, I'm a big JFK guy. Um, you know, and so I think too often it's so easy for us to, I don't want to say forget, but maybe just go about our day with it somewhere stored in the back of our mind. And uh, one thing that I, I don't want to do is a day like 9-11 not, not acknowledge it. Um, you know, when I got to go there a summer ago, I probably watched, read, whatever, everything you can possibly imagine in regards to this horrific day 18 years ago. And even when I walked in to that memorial, it, it took my breath away. Like, um, there, I went through probably every possible emotion throughout my time there simply because it was just, I mean, it's, it's so powerful. And, you know, I, I think for the first time as a country, we felt vulnerable, you know, um, we felt like we were the United States. We walk around with our chest poked out, you know, ain't nobody going to mess with the United States. That's kind of how we, I, I, I know that's how I felt because every war that the United States has been involved in is, not on American soil. It's just it's the war has never been brought to us, right? Until eighteen years ago, mm-hmm. and the war was brought to us uh, in one of the single most horrific acts that you will. Uh, I don't want to say hopefully, but I guess hopefully ever have to encounter or deal with. Um, the only thing comparable is obviously. <laughs> It is obviously uh, when you think about Pearl Harbor. Yeah. You know, that's the only thing remotely close. And so, um, you know, today we we just kind of want it to be a day of remembrance. You know, um, we'll talk whatever you want to talk. Um, but, uh, you know, as far as song requests go, if you want to request something, you know, just uh, you can request it for whatever reason. If there's a particular 9-11 type song you want to hear, if there's something patriotic, whatever it may be, um, it's just very hard to think about all of those men and women and even animals that lost their lives right. 18 years ago today. You know, one of the things, you know, actually we talk sports, or we try to on this show. Um, one of the things – that um, it affected me was that you know that when nine eleven happened, uh, what we what what do we do about a week, and and there was no sports, mm-hmm. and you know that was one of the things you know always with this country you know with World War Two, even you know Pete Rosell was criticized uh, when he was commissioner of the NFL. When when JFK got assassinated, you know they played football that that Sunday, 
after he was assassinated because he just said, well, people need, you know, they need a release. They need, you know, get their minds off of things for a little while. And, uh, and so uh, I remember it like it just was like yesterday when college football came back and NFL football came back and Major League Baseball came back. And uh, it, it was kind of like everything was like a, like a new opening day again. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's mm. it's like, you know, we're already into, you know, college football and you know, and you're near the September run in baseball and the NFL has just started, but everything was put on hold. Everything stopped. The world stopped. We stopped. Everything that, stopped. That was exactly what I was about to say. Yeah, the the it was like the world stood still. You know, everything that you knew or uh there was no normalcy. Um there was no normalcy at, at that point. Um you know, I, I found myself when I was in New York, just, I, just looking around, thinking to myself, "How is this even possible? Like, how is it even possible that I'm standing here today in this city, and it's like nothing has ever happened?" Right. Something so catastrophic. Yeah. In. You know the 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 city it rebuilt itself. Day to day life goes on, but it's so hard. When I watch movies, and I'm a big movie guy, and I see anything set in New York City, and you see them two towers. Oh, and of course everybody knows what my second favorite Christmas movie is. <laughs> what well, what was it? What was it? Um, just a week or so ago. I sit there flipping through the channels and Crocodile Dundee mm-hmm. Part Two. You know he's out there on the Hudson River. You know throwing the dynamite out there. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And, and you and you see the background shot and you see the Twin Towers. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow, you know that doesn't exist anymore. Well, think about. I mean, think about Home Alone too. Yeah. Kevin McAllister is on top. Yeah. Of one of the towers. Yeah. I so, mean, you know, you you just. It's it's uh it's it's so hard. It's it's just so hard to imagine, you know. Um, I I would be lying if I didn't say I think about it every time I get on an airplane. Oh yeah. Um, especially <laughs> last year when we were flying to New York into LaGuardia. Yeah. Um, because, because, that's all you can. Well, because most of the time, and of course, I've flown in and out of LaGuardia many times. Uh, but most of the times, the 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 flight pattern going into LaGuardia takes you right down the Hudson. Yeah. And the, and then you yeah. hang, you hang right, and you and you know, and then you land in LaGuardia. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and 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 I've told this story many a times. Is uh, uh, that was that was Tuesday, September eleventh, two thousand one. On Sunday, September ninth, uh, I was finishing finishing a four day trip, and my last leg when I was back when I was working for the airline, my last leg was the LaGuardia to Charlotte, and then I was going to catch flight home to Memphis, and. Um, my my last leg was like I said LaGuardia to Charlotte, and you know as I said you know most of the time you know the, how the the landing and the takeoff you know is is down the Hudson and you know you look out you see the twin towers, 
knowing that it would be probably four weeks later before I ever get on an airplane again, and guess what my first my first flight was? Charlotte to LaGuardia. Right. And you fly over that, and you're going, wow. Yeah. How did that happen? How did yeah. that happen? We will uh we will talk a lot about that today. Uh we will talk a lot about that today. Um you know, obviously you you see the hashtags never forget and and whatnot and you know, I I can personally say it's not something that is re- ever really truly out of my mind. Um I I think that you know, just just being a guy like I said who's big time into history and and whatnot, I just it, it's it's hard to fathom Still today, eighteen years later, it's hard to fathom what we all witnessed and um, the adversity that uh, this country faced as a whole. And you know, it. I think the thing that ticks me off the most is you would like to think that that an event like that that felt like it was bringing people together would. It, where you could take such an extreme negative and turn it into somewhat of a positive, and here we are 18 years later, and we still deal with so much hate and so much stuff in our country that is just hard to imagine. It, it just shows you that, that I guess we're creatures of the minute. Right. You know, or of, or of the moment. So, uh, anyway, I know we got Zach on hold on the Back in Action Hotline. Back in Action Hotline 870-330-0927. MC Express text line 870-372-RWRC. That's 7972. And as always, you can reach us all across that bright and very shiny, freshly vacuumed Rhino Car Wash social media sideline, Twitter, Instagram, and the Facebook on this uh, lovely, lovely, lovely Yes Doll Grill women rock wednesday did uh, you uh did you happen to see uh miss lisa godsey posted some stuff this morning uh on yes doll grill on facebook i, I did oh, oh, oh i did it and, got my attention and the irony of it is you or i will not be in town <laughs> oh it got my attention i was like oh my gosh that, that sounds yeah so good. uh we're gonna miss it unless of course uh miss lisa godsey wants to make it special for us um but uh, this week's food features uh, at Yes Doll Grill. You had me at Po' Boy. Well, and, and as soon as I seen it, I knew. I was like, well, that's right up Uncle Wall's yes. alley. But uh, this week's food feature, a Cajun Po' Boy at Yes Doll Grill. Uh-huh. Grilled andouille sausage, fried shrimp, Cajun bacon slaw, tomatoes, lettuce, or shredded lettuce uh, on a hoagie bun topped with awesome sauce. Oh. Killing me, Smalls. Killing me. And uh, if that's not enough, how about you wash it down with this week's dessert feature? Oh, you know how much I love peanut butter. Yes. Chocolate pudding layer cake with an ultimate peanut butter cookie all drizzled in chocolate and peanut butter sauce. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Uh, How about that? How about that right there? Oh, and and by the way, if you do go there and eat there, just do one thing. Tell them we sent you. That's all we ask. Like, we don't ask you to do anything else other than that. Just let them know uh, who sent you. 
Uh, of course, uh, Arkansas State kicks off at 11 a.m. on ESPN2 this weekend as they take on the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, yes Dog will open at 1030 Woo. so that you can get in, be ready to go, and get ready for the win uh, as as uh, we all hope. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's uh, that's that's going to be an awesome environment, and take care of it. I mean, while you sit there and watch a game, get you that Cajun po'boy, po and then get you that Man. delicious, delicious dessert mm. feature. And uh, last but certainly not least, let them know that we sent you. That's Yes Doll Grill. Uh, if you want to uh, check out their menu in its entirety, go to YesDollGrill.com. Of course, like them on Facebook. You can follow them on Instagram and the Twitter. Are we going to play Will today? We will. Ah, uh, yes. We, yes. We will. <laughs> uh, yes. But uh, but anyway, all right, before we get to Zach, let's get into uh, your game day forecast and, of course, all that other stuff. Let's see. What do we want? Here we go, Walls. In the spirit of New York. Spirit of New York, a little Wu-Tang Clan for you. Ah, All right, let's look to game day forecast. Uh, if you didn't know this, but it's going to be unseasonably warm and hot the next week. Wonderful. <laughs> no, I'd just like to share that with you. But uh, it will be hot and humid. The Triple H is back in effect again. Heat index around 105. Looking at the uh, long-range forecast, uh, about another week, week and a half of this nice weather here in the NEA. Might have a chance of a scattered shower or two here and there. In the queue today, we had a chance to talk a little A-State track uh, and some also some A-State women's golf. Uh, let's see. Oh, by the way, volleyball this Thursday at First uh, National Bank Arena. First 100 fans that show up for volleyball. Guess what? IFCollege.com has put out their team of the week. Someone on defense made the defensive team from Arkansas State. Yeah. We'll talk a little bit about that. He's not too shabby. Not too shabby. Usually I do all this, all that other stuff, but I'm not going to do all that other stuff. All that other stuff today is think about what today is. Bottom line. That's all I ask. Never forget, man. Don't forget. Never forget. Uh, all right. I know we have Zach on. Uh, since I want him to chime in on today's Calmer Solutions Hot Topic of the Day, I'll go ahead and fire it off in this segment before we go to the phone lines. Uh, just because uh, this one is a, a little bit uh, out of the ordinary. So uh, we'll fire it off, and then we'll head to the Back in Action Hotline. Time now for the Calmer Solutions Hot Topic of the Day. Calmer Solutions 1805 Executive Drive is the new location. Business owners, there's no reason to hire an IT department. Just call Calmer Solutions at 870-336-2169 or find them on the web at calmersolutions.com. Time now for the hot topic of the day. All right, your Calmer Solutions hot topic of the day on this Yes Dog Grill Women Rock Wednesday is very simply this. Where were you on this horrific day 18 years ago? Um, man, it's hard. It's I just I can't even I can't even put it into words. Well, right now. I'll, I'll just tell you is I just got home dropping my kids off at school and I get a phone call. 
and they said, have you, have you looked at TV? And I said, no. They said, well, a plane had just crashed into one of the towers of the World Trade Center. What I'm thinking is, like, I'm thinking a little private plane, you know. And I turn the TV on, and I see the second plane. I go, uh, something's wrong here. This ain't right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. A-Lo chimes in on the MC Express text line. He says, 18 years ago, we had only been married barely over a month. I was still working at the old furniture factory in Corning, was in a paint booth, and had come out to get some water. And one of the people I was working with told me, I initially called BS on it, but when Jess had brought me lunch, she told me about it. She turned the radio in the car on one of the Jonesboro stations that actually reaches Corning, and it was in the news. We went over to my mom's that night because it was laundry night. We were living in a one-bedroom apartment at the time, and I watched CNN most of the night. Uh, as did I. Let's head to the Back in Action hotline now and talk to our man, Zach. What up, dude? What's going down, wild man? Uh, you know, just, uh, I don't know, man. It's This day is always is always tough for me. Yeah? Let me ask you, this. what's up, Uncle Walls? Oh, same thing. It's just uh, 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 18 years ago today changed my life. No doubt, man. No doubt, man. Lots changed. Uh, it takes a lot longer to get through airport security than it used to. I'll put it that way. But uh, JC, I got a question. How old is your oldest daughter? Uh, she is twenty-two. Okay, I was a year younger than her when this happened. I was twenty-one years old. Uh, I was just—I uh, had finally conquered my male pattern baldness. <laughs> Started shaving my head there for the first couple of months, getting settled in with being a chrome dome. Still to this day, browner lacquer. Shout out to you. Uh, but no, uh, I was walking back to my work truck, and one of my coworkers pulls it up. I was over here. Are you familiar with uh, Goodman's Grocery on the east side of Paragold? Yes. They say the main street of Paragold over there. Yes, the main street, there. yes. Yes, over there, Pecan Grove, all the good stuff. Um, I was over there working, and coworker pulls up and says, hey, I just heard on the radio where a, uh, a plane had crashed into one of the Twin Towers. I thought it was like a freak accident, like one of these small glider planes, you know. I did, I the, know, I did the same know, thing. I did the same thing. I thought it was yeah, just man. a little private plane. Well, and first reports were that it was yeah. just, a, you know, just a, a, a little plane that, you know. And my very my initial thought, Zach, when when – uh, I was in the, I was, when it first happened, when the first tower was hit, I was getting ready for work at the time I worked in, in Pocahontas. But, um, yeah, I said, my very first initial thought is that's not an accident. Like you don't accidentally crash into one of the twin towers just purely because that's a, that's a no fly zone. Right. Like you're, you're not yeah. supposed to be anywhere near downtown New York city. And so I thought that's not an accident, but I didn't at all think about just how big this was going to be at the time. I just thought that doesn't seem like an accident. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was, and I didn't even have a cell phone at that time. I got asked held that two minutes before I finally broke down and got a, got a cell phone. Didn't have a cell phone yet, but yeah, coworker pulled up, said, "Hi, hey, turn the radio." It's, it was all over the radio that, that George Bush was on there talking, 
And the look on his face, what's going on? You could just, oh goodness, flip, flip the switch. You guys remember that, that visual? Well, we we were uh, we were you're fading in and out a little bit, but I got the gist of what you were saying. Just the 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 uh, forever image of George Bush being told what happened. You you could see the look on on his face, you know, because at the time he was with some elementary school yep. kids reading a book, and uh, I, I remember seeing Secret Service lean over to him and tell him, and you could just see his entire demeanor just changed and. Uh, you know, that's, well, I mean, it's kind of everybody's demeanor. You're like, what yeah. this, I mean, it's, it's not something that any, anybody really has ever experienced. I mean, you just, you, uh, you, you like I said, you, you felt like our country was bulletproof. Yeah. You know, kind of, I can't hear He's breaking up really bad. Zach, we lost you, buddy. Uh, if you want to call back, we'll put you right back on. Um, let's see. Uh, man, Alo said, I'd be lying if I didn't say 9-11 wasn't a reason I went into EMS for 12 years. Probably would still be in EMS if it wasn't for my damn near mental breakdown. Uh, let's see. Uh, our man G chimes in. He says, all I know is fuel prices have never been the same since the price gouging after that happened. Um, it, it changed a lot. I mean, this, this changed, this changed, this changed a lot. Like, like you said, Walls, I mean, it changed your career. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, it, I, I mean, four years later, I had to, I had to make a decision of like, do I stay working for the airlines or do I miss out on my kids growing up mm -hmm. because I was gone so much because of the demands of my job, because it hit, it hit the, 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 basically, you know, we're, we were unionized and all the contracts were null and void. So, I mean, I was gone all the time and, and I missed so much of my kids growing up and me being a single dad, I finally just had to say, you know what? Uh, no, I, I'm going, I'm going to be a dad. And so I walked away from the airline business and, uh, got into the radio business or, or, or basically, uh, put my, <laughs> put put my degree to work, I guess you might say. Uh, let's see. Zach, you back, buddy? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Much yes. better, brother. Much better. Fellas, apologize. When I'm over here on the north side of town, it's almost like the Bermuda Triangle. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like pulling teeth trying to get a cell phone signal. So my apologies. But, uh, yeah, um, i tell you something else, too. Like you guys said, the gas pumps were full that day. People were lined up getting gas. My dad said, you better get your ass the gas station and get you some gas because gas prices are going to be skyrocketing. I remember going to the gym that night and some of the guys in there were, were, were pissed off and said, I hope we turn Afghanistan into one big parking lot. Just demolish it. They was, people were super pissed about this, this attack was personal. This was the first time we'd ever had a, an attack on us soil. What since, since Pearl Harbor? Yes, that is correct. <clears throat> so, you know, this was a big deal. And you know what's crazy is some of the terrorists, they hijacked the plane using box cutters. Is that correct? That is correct, that is too. Correct. Well, guys, I don't know about y'all, but I can. If, if it were me, I'd get a couple of, a couple of guys together on that plane, and I would have bum-rushed one of them SLPs. I'd have picked up stuff. Well, well that happened. Well, well now, now, Zach, I want to tell you, this is the irony of this whole story, 
is uh, three times a year I would have to go to, you know, basically uh, training. And, 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 and one of the trainings we had, believe it or not, that year, uh, there was more emphasis on on hijacking and, and, and terroristic you know, threats and things like that. And one of the things we had been taught for years was to be passive to someone on the plane that, that, is, that is threatening. And, you know, and, and to me, I, you know, I raised my hand and I said to one of the instructors, I said, BS to that. I said, if, if, if they're going to try to kill us, why can't we just, just go knock the crap out of them? They said, no, you don't, you don't want to do that. I'm going, the hell with you. I am too. Mm. I, said, I said, if you're going to take me down with this plane, by God, you're going to, I mean, <laughs> I'm putting up a fight. Mm. And they're telling me, they're, they're telling me to be passive. I said, the hell, I'm not going to be passive. But what you guys have to think too, and, and Walls, I know I'm, I'm not telling you too much here, but what you have to think too is, I don't think, I mean, up to this point, none of us had ever imagined someone hijacking a plane and using it as a weapon. Right. Like, that right. hadn't happened. So what you're thinking is, okay, they're going to hijack us. They're going to take us somewhere, hold us for ransom. You know you know what I mean? Like, yeah. worst case scenario, This and this sounds terrible to say, worst case scenario, they're going to crash this plane and we're going to all die. But nobody imagine yeah. they're going to crash this plane into a highly populated building. And not only are we going to die, but several thousand other people are going to die. You know, police, firemen, I mean, just nobody understood at that time. And just think about it. I mean, while you're on an airplane and this starts to happen, you're not thinking about anything but that moment. Like, okay, we don't know what all these people have. You know, they had box nutter, uh, box uh, box cutters, but you, you didn't know what else they had either. Well, that's one of the things you said. said. Well, you don't you don't know if there's if there's a hidden someone hidden on there that's with them that might have a bomb on this or whatever. But I, you know, but the thing was, it's just we were already questioning the the, the training, saying look, we're just sitting there going like, look, guys, times have changed. Mm-hmm. You know, they, we got to we got to rethink this. But they're they're telling us you got to be passive. You got to be passive. Yeah, and and I think guys, it's look- easy for us to step back, Zach and, and Walls, at this point, and say we would have did this, we would have did that. Because I'll tell you, I. It has made me a different person in my travels. Like, I am a very observant person anyway. Like, I'm constantly, like, looking at other people, just trying to make sure that everything is on the up and up. But when I travel, you know, I just got back from Vegas, and then I'll, I'll be leaving again this week for, for Georgia. But I'm, I find myself constantly, if, if I see somebody, like, make a sudden movement or do stuff, it has changed me. Totally, as as a passenger. I mean, it is it has changed me. Uh, I'm always trying yeah. to pay attention to what everybody else is doing because if 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 I do think there's a sign of it, I'm damn sure not going to just sit in my seat. No, I'd be damned if I let some malnourished 130 pound Al Qaeda terrorist, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, dictate what's going to happen to me. <laughs> you know, I'll I'll find someone like the Wild Eyes Southern Boys, some big old Wild Eyes Southern Boys sitting down and give him a nod. We're gonna we're, we're gonna bum rush him. What's going to happen? Well, yeah, that's a wild card in itself, boy. <laughs> that's Give a wild card in itself. Well, well, brother, we have we have uh, multiple up. phone calls up. on here, so uh, uh, I got you, I'll let you hey, finish one thing, up. Sport, one thing, sports related. Uh, I think 
that year, the World Series, Diamondbacks versus the Yankees. Yes. We don't have just a whole slew of Yankee fans around here. People were pulling for the Yankees over what happened there in New York. That's yeah. how personal that was. Yeah, I agree. So, anyways. All right, guys. God bless. See y'all. See you, buddy. All right. And we're loaded up. Let's head right back to the Back in Action Hotline and say what's happening. What's going on, gentlemen? G-Man, how are you, brother? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Uh, you know, um, this is just always one of them days for me, man. Just, uh, you know, uh, my mood is very, very odd on this day every year. Right. Uh, you know, your question, where were you at when it happened? I, I was at home in California. I was, uh, I turned 18, uh, 12 days beforehand and my sister comes in the room and wakes me up and says we're under attack and I get up a little groggy asking her if she's retarded or crazy you know because I don't know what's going on and I kind of get up and make it to the living room in time to see the second plane hit the tower I spent the rest of the morning calling the Marine Corps recruiter trying to get my ship date pushed up from December to like right now and uh by the time i finally got a hold of my recruiter all forty thousand slots for mcrd san diego and camp lejeune were full from that date until my ship date wow which was uh december 17th uh i had just Asked my wife to start dating me September 9th. Uh, so, uh, it's, uh, you know, talk about the way it changed things. You know, I, I shared a post that I made four years ago on, on Facebook this morning because I just read through it again. You know, that Facebook memory thing, the oh, blessing yeah. and a curse. Oh, it is a blessing Some, and a sometimes curse. Sometimes you right? see those. There ain't no doubt, brother. <laughs> sometimes you see those and you're like, man, I'm, I can't believe I shared that. And, yeah. The other one's like, whoa, I can't believe I shared that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, 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 I agree. The two of the hardest things that I've ever had to do in my life. Um, and at that time, you know, like I said, my daughter was born in 91. My son was born in 93. Um, but two of the hardest things that I ever had to do in my life was explain two things to my kids. And, and, and one was the West Side tragedy and two was 9-11 because of their age that you know they were still trying i mean they couldn't understand you know like what do you what you know what do you mean dad i mean you know explain yourself and so you know i, I had to sit down with my kids and, and explain both of those tragedies to my kids to make them understand you know just well what's the word i'm looking for um but but i wanted to leave an imprint on them that you know Things happen in our lifetime, and life's not fair sometimes. But I, I wanted them. I wanted to leave an imprint on them, for that for them not ever forget the, the, these two two uh, situations. For me, it was a um, it was shattering my innocence. Right, I'm 18 years old, just turned 18, and like you mentioned earlier, JC, as Americans, we we felt invincible. Mm -hmm. Nothing would ever happen here. No matter how crazy it got, 
anywhere else, here we were untouchable. And it shattered that. It took that away. And it it changed, you know, my kids will never know what it's like to to have some of the freedoms that we had, you know. Uh, they'll never know what it's like to, to not have the terrorist alerts. And I know they're not real active right now, and you don't really see the orange alerts and everything like that, but it was, what, 10 years where every day but they're there. you're checking the news to see what the terror level was, you know. It was almost like checking the air quality when you live in Southern California. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You check the air quality and you check the terror alert level. Um, you know, these clear bag policies at sporting events, all these things are born out of that event. And, uh, I, I got to tell you, G, it, it, man, it shattered I, that. I, I got to tell you, you know, um, as, <sighs> As irritated as I get sometimes going through TSA, um, I, I always catch myself every time going, you know what, just shut up and do it. You know, like, just shut up and do it. You know, we, we know why this is what it is. Um, you know, and and I, I, I've flown a couple times in the last couple months, and, you know, it's just every time – you're going through it and then there's always those people in line that are causing a scene or you know whatever every single freaking time and it's so hard for me not to just look at them and go you know what (laughs) i mean do do you want a repeat of of what has happened i mean you know because here's here's the sad reality the sad reality is there are people in groups and factions of people right now at this very moment while we're having this show and this this freedom that we have in our country that are plotting against our country right now. They spend every minute of every hour of every day trying to figure out the next way to attack the United States. That's the reality. And people don't want to think of, they don't want to think like that. Like they they don't they want to act like this can't happen again. But the reality of it is it is happening. If we knew every day what our government is is tempering and stopping before we ever know anything that happens, we would never leave our homes. Because it's oh, happening. It is happening every single day. You know, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I am to an extent, I guess. But there's so much that's happening that we don't see because we are coddled. We are coddled and we are spoiled. And, you know, they want to keep it away from us because what happens if we all decide we are terrified to walk out the door? What happens? Oh, and that, I mean, that was the goal of 9-11. That's it. Right? The economy's I mean, crushed. The, 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 real, the real goal of that whole event was to shut us down, was to make us be too afraid to do anything. Um, and and it's one of those things where I agree with you, we're too coddled. And, and it even started, the, it became... Uh, an order basically from the government not to show the footage anymore. Don't show the footage of the towers being hit. You could talk about it. Obviously it's a news story and do that stuff, but don't show the video of the planes hitting. Don't show 
the video from the Pentagon. Don't show these things because we don't want the fear to keep growing. Mm -hmm. We don't want, and in some cases, we don't want the anger to keep growing, right? True. Because it did. It unleashed a whole lot of negative in our country as far as the assumptions about Middle Eastern people and, and people of the Muslim faith and things like that. It, it, it did a lot of stuff in that regard. But the coddling started instantly. It started instantly. They don't need to see that anymore. You know? Um, well, and, and, and that's kind of like it, it takes you into maybe something that you would deem as a tangent. But I, I sometimes, as a parent, with my daughters and raising them, I wanted them to see and hear the things that other parents would be like, there's no way. I want my kids to be prepared for this world that we live in. This world is a very scary place. You know, and you can, can, you, you can hide them can from it if you'd like. But then what happens when they have to face it and they're not prepared for it whatsoever? And so, man, I'm telling you, it's, uh, you know, one of the best messages I've gotten thus far uh, on the MC Express text line, my man G, he says, I can tell you what, some of the Americans during that period were just awful. Some of the stuff I heard in Jonesboro, like, quote, wish they would go home. We shouldn't let them in our country. It was embarrassing. These folks had nothing to do with those terrorists, but were lumped in by ignorant folks. He said, I was afraid for my wife sometimes because of the ignorance. And what you just said, I mean, you said that, Gary. You know, there was a lot of hate after this. And a lot of the hate was placed in places it should have never been placed in. Yeah. Uh but that uh, it, it, it changed me, and uh, I had been talking to the recruiter, and I was making a choice to join the military to get out of small-town California where I didn't see a lot of options for me to grow, and I thought the Marine Corps would be a, a decent choice for me, to joining the Marine Corps was the only choice I had. I had to do something uh, to serve. Um, you know, it, it changed that mentality that I had in my own life. Like, I would have joined the Marine Corps anyway because, again, I thought it was my exit from Podunk, California, which I'll tell you right now, for people who have never been to California, there are places in California <laughs> that are no different than Strawberry, Arkansas, okay? Right. <laughs> there right. really are. All right, I mean, you can go through parts of California and wonder if you're on the set for deliverance. Right, right, okay. yeah. Hey, and it's the same. Uh, it's the same way in Florida too, my man. I mean, you know, I have people all uh, the time. They're like, oh, "What do you mean? It's not like just beaches and ocean everywhere?" Uh, hell no. <laughs> hell no. There's them tetanus trailer parks and all that. I'll tell you, it's all there. So no. Oh, oh yeah. You get some. You get some wildness going on. Yeah. But it was my way out. It was an option for me to get out. But after. 9-11, after watching that second plane hit and seeing all that stuff, it wasn't an option. It was the only choice. Absolutely. You know? Uh, but, and I, my kids, I, I have them watch the footage, and I talk to them about how I felt that day. I talk to them about what it did to me, because like you said, I don't want my kids, part of it is I don't want my kids to ever grow up with that feeling of invincibility that I had prior to that. Man, we were so arrogant. There's a certain thing. We were so arrogant. Yeah. 
arrogant, but but naive. That too. We were naive. I agree. I agree with you. Uh, and I don't ever want my kids to to have their world shattered that way. When something bad happens now, I don't want them to, to expect it. I don't want them to go to school afraid of school shootings. I don't want them to go to, you know what I mean? I don't want them to be afraid to go to a sporting event. But I want them to be aware. I want them to be conscious. I want them to know that bad shit happens. Yeah. And you just need to be prepared for it. You just need to... You don't go through life being scared of it, but be a, go through life knowing it. You know what I mean? Like, there's a difference between being afraid of everything and being aware of everything. Yeah, no and doubt. I want my kids to be aware. No doubt, brother. Well, we got another so, call on, my man. We're going to try and get as many in today as we can. Uh, I want to put in a song request. It's a Daryl Worley, Have You Forgotten? Yeah, yeah, because I'm very I do familiar feel like with it. A lot of people have. Uh, I, I, and I agree with that, too. And uh, I requested the song, and then when I hang up and you play it, it's going to make me cry, because it does every time I listen to it. <laughs> uh, same thing with John Michael Montgomery's Letters from Home. Yeah. song makes me cry every time I hear it, but I listen to it all the time. Well, all right, brother man. Well, uh, uh, as always, I tell you all the time, man, but I mean it. I appreciate your service. Uh, it was a pleasure. It was an honor. It was a privilege. Appreciate you, brother. You guys have a blessed day. Thank See you, you for your service. You know, and we take stuff like that for granted. You know, we're talking about an 18-year-old kid who was, yes, as he said, I was already enlisted. I'm going into the Marines. Right. But I don't I don't know that there was a time we were more patriotic than then. You know, when you talk about 40,000 slots being filled because everybody's seen that and said, you know what? I got to do what I got to do. Pretty, pretty, yeah. pretty, uh, pretty unbelievable. Yeah. Let's head right back to the Back in Action Hotline. What up? Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Who we got? This is Adam and Walnut Ridge. I thought it was you, buddy, man, but I always got to be sure, man. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to call you something you're not. Uh, I just wanted to say real quick, and I'll get off the phone. Uh, the the uh, consequences for getting security wrong are far more dire than any inconvenience any person suffers. Getting through the TSA scanning process. Totally agree. Totally agree. You guys have a great day. See you, buddy. Totally agree with you. You know, uh, and, and there are days, you know, when I've traveled that since then that, you know, I, I might be running behind or I just might be in one of the moods. And every time I just, like I said, I catch myself, man. Right. I'm, we, I'm like, you know what? It, even, even, you know, and, and I understand too, those TSA workers. Mm-hmm. They have to deal with obnoxious, oh, yeah. annoying people all day long, and so you can you can understand why, and, and especially those those folks that 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 lost a pocket knife and, <laughs> and it shows. Yeah, this guy over here, uh, uh, who who, but now I must were, say, he's where that pocket knife been. I've been looking. He made it my, through yeah. one TSA with it. Yeah. Uh, but but I, I will say this I know we, I know we got a phone call but uh, two but uh, back when that happened uh, my next door neighbor Andy Seals from Pickett Arkansas he's good friends with Jay Blackshear Andy was in the Navy got out of the Navy he had kids the same age as my kids and like I said and and, and Andy and I had I, we met in the backyard our backyards connected with each other and that day we sat in the backyard talking to each other and he was contemplating. 
going back into the service. Mm-hmm. But he said, but I, my kids, and I said, Andy, I said, only you can decide that. But I said, but, you know, but the thing is, is that, uh, um, you know, I, I said, I said, if I was younger, I would want to, you know, to, to, to enlist. But I said, but you do what you, you have to do for your family. And he decided, he decided to, uh, go into, uh, the reserves mm-hmm. and serve his country. Yep. So, and so all those folks that uh, that have served this country, again, thank you for your service. All right. We got a couple calls. And we're going to try to get to as many as we can before we have to hit the top of the hour break. We have not taken a break uh, on today's show, this Yes Dog Grill Women Rock Wednesday, where we, we won't forget. We'll never forget uh, the horrific events of 18 years ago today uh, on the soil of the United States of America, the place that we thought was untouchable. And as I told Gary, we were arrogant. We were very arrogant as a country. We felt like this would never happen, and it did. Uh, our man Sean burning up the road out there. He chimes in on the MC Express text line. I was 23, living in Maryland, about 40 miles north of D.C., and about 60 miles west of the nuclear power plant. For the next several days, all it was was Apache helicopters and the fighter squadron circling between Andrews Air Force Base uh, DC and the power plant and it was definitely scary times it's something that I'll never forget I mean I can still feel the fear in the uncertainty and just helplessness 18 years later I can still feel what was uh, coursing through my body when all that was going on I had friends that worked in the in the business district in New York and then that was before cell phones where uh, just everywhere uh, we're just everywhere so we didn't know what if they were okay or what was really going on, it was just the TV telling us or telling you and the local news stations uh, we're all worried about the power plant. Um, let's see. And let's see. Uh, our man Zach and Pat Tillman gave up a gig making millions to be an Army Ranger after 9-11. He's a real hero, not somebody taking a knee. Pat gave his life for our country. All right, let's head right Back to the Back in Action Hotline. We'll start here. And uh, I believe we got our man, Nate. What up, buddy? Hey, how you doing? Man, I, hey, you know, it's just one of them weird well, days I, for I, me, I, man. You already, I feel that way, too, man. Every, every, every year, it's just uh, you feel a little empty inside. And even though I didn't know anybody that died, it just it's, it's still uh, kind of a haunting, uh, sad day. So on September 10th, uh, my wife, we had just been married a few months, uh, probably about five months, and and so we had a little movie night, and we watched uh, 13 Days about the Cuban Missile mm-hmm. Crisis. Mm-hmm. So that movie goes off, and I said, I said, uh, man, we are lucky that we haven't really, in our lifetime, we haven't seen anything like this. You know, we've never had a threat, really, on American soil, and never had to go to a bomb shelter like our parents did and stuff. Well, then the next morning... My wife goes to work. I worked in the newspaper business, as you remember, mm-hmm. sports writer, and didn't have to work in the morning. So I was home, and uh, my wife was off to work, and my mother-in-law lived on the same property. So I was down there watching the Today Show with her, and the headline was, Is Michael Jordan going to return with the Washington Wizards? Hmm. That was the top story on the Today Show. So I uh, watched that and kind of was looking at it and then talking to my Mother-in-law and my niece was sick and not going to go to kindergarten, so I was going to stay with her, keep her at my house. We were kind of making those arrangements and get a call from uh, my mother-in-law's sister 
saying, hey, did you guys just see what happened in New York? So we turned, we turned it back on today and looked at it, and I saw it. Uh, and I would call my wife, or she called us. She, and her, she was listening to the radio in Little Rock on her way in. And and it hurt it, and it was uh, it it was just awful. You know, I I I I was kind of the same way you were. I just kept thinking this, this really can't be happening. And when it when it hit the second one, you knew that it was for sure a terrorist attack. And then I, the one thing I remember too about watching the Today Show was Jim Mikloszewski. He's one of my favorite news personalities. He was a Pentagon correspondent for NBC at that mm-hmm. time. He was he was like on the air right when it was hitting, and it, um, you know there. And then you were like, oh, my God, the whole country is under, you're worried about Los Angeles, Chicago, mm-hmm. and everywhere. And something, you know, that, that's what my mind started racing to was how many planes are there? Because it was bad enough that there was two in New York. But then when you're talking about Washington, you hear about one in Pennsylvania. Um, it, was just a, it was a terrible day. Um, but the other thing that I always remember about that, too, and leaving sports into it, was how the entire country was on the same team, you know, no we, question. we were, we were, we were, we were together. And after that happened, it was, it, it was kind of, you know, a tragedy like that happened. And then after that, um, everybody was on the same team and we took a shot from them and we took it right back at them. And we, we re- rebuilt those towers. And I think it showed that Americans are strong, uh, land of the free, the home of the brave. We lived it. We saw that. And it's never happened again. And, and I, I agree with you. I think it could. And one of the things that worries me is we're spending a lot of time fighting each other. Uh, and I worry about maybe us getting caught with our pants down because we're so worried bickering you know, amongst each other that somebody else comes in the back door. But um, at that time, that was the good that came out of it is that everybody was a little bit more patriotic and uh, protective of each other and, and – uh, you know, everybody Everybody wanted, wanted to be one and be on that same team. Totally agree with you. Totally agree. Um, uh, you know, it's, it, it's sad but true that it, it takes some things that are not good to unite us as a country. You know, you know what yeah. I mean? And uh, we, I feel like We're our really country feels – I feel like our country feels divided all the time. And then something happens that's tragic whether it's a, a shooting or whatever it may be, and then it's like, okay, let's be patriotic together again, and then it's like we lose sight of it again, and that's maybe one of the more frustrating things. Yeah, and what, what was amazing at that time was you know, I've, I've always uh, – I had two, two grandfathers that fought in World War II. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, that, that's always been close to me. I've always been proud to be an American, but to see people – you know, people put American flags up on their house and never had them. They, they put bumper stickers on their cars. They, you know, uh, all that stuff. It was great. It was great to see that people were like, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to sit back and let this uh, happen. And we're going to show you that we are the greatest country. But yeah, I'm, I'm afraid that 18 years later, it's not like that. Um, still a great country, but I think there is too much division and, uh, you know, but that was that was the good thing that came out of it. And um, I watch the video every year. I watch that. I want to remember that. I want my kids to know about it. I talk to them. Um, I I knew all about Pearl Harbor, and you know, my my grandfather told me all about that. And it was just a few months after that that he was in World War II, a seventeen year old kid from an Iowa farm boy in the military. 
So I, I think it's important. I, I watch that Today Show coverage every year at this time to remember that and and keep it fresh in my mind and, and say a prayer for those people that that day there were so many people that just put their lives on the line to, to make sure other people could live. You know, those, those guys and, and women that ran into those towers knowing that they could come down or that there's fire in there, I mean, that's that's unbelievable bravery, and there was there was a lot of stories of that. It makes you proud to to be an American. No, no doubt about it, brother. Uh, I couldn't have said it better myself. Have a great day. See you, buddy. And uh, that's our man Nate Olson calling in. Um, all right. I think we have propane on hold. Propane, if you want to call back at the top of the hour, I'll put you right on. I just want to make sure that you have enough time to talk. Uh, because we're up against the break, yeah, and we're, we're going to have to hit the break. We haven't taken a break yet, so if you want to call back to start hour number two, I'll come right to you. I just I, I just don't want to have to cut you off, and I believe that's uh, who we have on hold right now. So uh, we will kick off hour number two. We'll, we'll get ready for this top of the hour. Uh, East Arkansas broadcaster break, and we haven't taken a break yet. Um, I kind of thought it would be like this. Um, I want to read this real quick. Uh, G-Man, he just uh, posted on our Facebook Live. He said, just the last piece of my post from four years ago, but something I, sh- I think should be shared. He said, be blessed on this day. I want to encourage folks to not just remember what it felt like watching the towers burn. Remember what it felt like a week later where nothing mattered except helping out your fellow American, regardless of what they believed, looked like, or did in their lives. Let's bring that back and try to overpower the other BS we've allowed to separate us. And uh, that very much applies to today. So uh, anyway, we're going to get ready to hit this break. Have you forgotten? Top of the hour now. Hear people say we don't need this war, but I say there's some things worth fighting for. This segment has been brought to you by the official barber of Red Wolf Roll Call Radio, Ace of Blades. Ace of Blades now in their brand new location, 3227 East Matthews Avenue, right here in Jonesboro. Barber Toby Stoker specializes in men's and boys' haircuts. Open Tuesday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., and by appointment only on Saturdays. Breaks out of a tackle inside the 35-30. Marcel Murray's going to take it to the house. Hey, Red Wolves fans, we're excited to see you pack Centennial Bank Stadium for six A-State football games this fall. With activities for the entire family, you're sure to create memories to last a lifetime. Over the middle, and Jerry Jacobs makes a fantastic pick. Reserve your seats today. Visit astateredwolves.com slash tickets or call 870-972-2781. Wolves up! I was having severe headaches. I had been to medical doctors. I had been to the emergency room. All they were doing was giving me pain medication. I would tell anyone that had problems with their neck or back that they needed to see Dr. McElroy. Uh, He has done a wonderful job with me, and I have sung his praises (laughs) to everybody that I see. If you have back pain or neck pain, call my daddy. If you're out of action, get back now. 
Back in action, 250 Southwest Drive. Give them a call today, 870-802-WELL. That's 870-802-9355. Or check them out on the web, backinactionofjonesworld.com. Hey, how you doing? Tony here. I mean, Earl. Yeah, Earl. You see, me and the boys, uh, we have recently been relocated to the greater Jonesboro metropolitan area. It's okay. One little slight problem. Me and the boys, uh, you know, we're homesick for some good home cooking, like mud I used to make. Then we found this uh, 1812 pizza, and it's all good now with me and the boys. Hey, boss, Tommy two times wants to know what's a grit. Vinny, I'm talking here. Boss, I thought my name was Joe Bob. Vinny, as I was saying, 1812 Pizza, they got it all. Not only pizzas, but they got salads, wraps, appetizers. They even got a meatball sub. It's to die for. Yeah, boss, tell them about the meatball sub. Vinny, you just keep talking and you're going to be a meatball sub. As I was saying, they got subs, sandwiches, and much more. Boss, tell them about the wings. Vinny. If you want my brother, anyways, it's good as mama's. And if you tell her that, I will totally deny it. Vinny, that's my slice of pizza. Put it down. Vinny, put it down. Vinny, Vinny. 1812 Pizza Company, 2815 Ray Street. Download their app from the App Store and receive $5 off your first purchase. Or you can go online to 1812pizzacompany.com. 1812 Pizza Company. We won't rest until every man is well-dressed. At Orville's, the store for men, on Nettleton next to Steamroller Blues. Exclusive brands for Jonesboro and all of Northeast Arkansas. Johnny O, Southern Tide, Johnston and Murphy, Saks, Strong Suit, Onward Reserve, and so much more. Outstanding high-end quality clothing at a great price. We truly want you to look good with unbeatable one-on-one service and easy, convenient out-front parking. If earlier or later is better for you, after-hours appointments, not a problem. To fit your schedule, evening wear, shorts, watches, super cool shaving products, confident ties, and shoes that make the man. Superior selection of suits, sports coats, slacks, and even next-day tuxedo rentals. Any style, all budgets. 2612 East Nettleton, just off Red Wolf Boulevard, next to Steamroller Blues, or shop online at orvilsms.com. Like us on Facebook and follow Orville's on Instagram. By now, two things that you have invested in is your house and your automobile. You take pride in your home, you keep it clean, mow the yard, you know, the general maintenance stuff. Why don't you show the same love for your automobile? Yeah, that's right, your automobile. Why are you neglecting it? It's time for you to repair your relationship with your automobile. Give it love, give it Rhino Car Wash. Your car will love you for it. And now you can show your love seven days a week, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. on Sunday. Four convenient locations in Arkansas, Paragould, Searcy, Cabot, and now 1840 East Highland Drive in Jonesboro. They proudly provide service through an express tunnel wash with free vacuums. And remember, membership has its privileges at Rhino Car Wash. Pick from three monthly memberships and wash your car anytime and as many times as you want. Your car loves you. Love it back at Rhino Car Wash. It's Michael Steele for United Pawn Brokers on G Street right across from Sonic, where we sell more guns than anywhere in Northeast Arkansas. And why is that? We have the best selection and the best price, bottom line, at United Pawn Brokers. At United Pawn Brokers, you'll always save more money. If you're looking for a special duck gun, a special deer rifle, that special pistol, or an AR, come to United Pawn Brokers on G Street across from Sonic. You'll find what you're looking for at the guaranteed lowest price. United Pawn Brokers on G Street across from Sonic. Changes everywhere, even in the auto body industry. 
Stadium Auto Body is changing with the industry to adapt to deliver you excellent quality repairs, superior customer service, and a quick turnaround time start to finish. Stadium Auto Body gets you back on the road fast. Stadium Auto Body on Stadium Boulevard in Jonesboro and Highway 49 North in Paragold. Stadium Auto Body, take care of you. Got an opinion? Or maybe you just want to say, hey, how you doing? Hit us up all across the Rhino Car Wash social media sideline on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Rhino Car Wash, home of the unlimited car wash, monthly memberships, and the best free vacuums in town. It is uh, 11.06, RWRC Radio, a Yes Doll Grill Women Rock Wednesday, the Cranberries, and uh, New New York, a song inspired and written due to uh, 9-11, New New York, New Skyline, and uh, you know, you think about it, Walls, and of course, you being a, a guy who's flown in and out of New York more than the average person. Um, the skyline is different. Yes, it is. It is different. Um, you know, it's the twin towers were iconic. I mean, it was just, just so iconic. And, uh, now when you see freedom tower, which I've been to, um, it's hard to imagine where freedom tower stands. And depending on which way you're looking at it, um, where I walked up to Freedom Tower to my left was the 9-11 Memorial. And of right. course, you have the uh, Memorial Fountains. and um, It's so overpowering. Like, you, you just cannot imagine. Um, when you get into the bottom of Ground Zero. Right. And you see still Twisted Metal. And you see all, I mean, you were at the bottom of this thing, and you're thinking to yourself, I know I was, there were people at the bottom of this, Mm -hmm. like where I am right now, under Twisted Metal, and I mean, it's just, it's so powerful, and and the only thing that I can compare it to is when I went to, to Pearl Harbor. Right. When I was, you know, I was 15, 16 years old, got the privilege to go to Hawaii, um family friend was in the military and i got to go there and you know 15 16 years old i'm just like you know how it is i'm I'm thinking about what am i doing the next hour yeah and you know all i was thinking about is holy hell look at that hot girl in that bikini (laughs) you know look at you you know what i mean like I i had the typical thoughts of any 15 or 16 year old male while I was in Hawaii, and they were like, we're going to go to Pearl Harbor. And I was like, okay. You know, like, I obviously had learned about it in school and yeah. read about it and everything else. And 
<sighs> you go into a theater and you watch this movie. Right. I didn't know what to expect. I walked out of that out of that theater and I was just like I remembered being incredibly mad and sad at the same time at that at that age. Right. And I'm like, how in the world did we let this happen? Right. Because if you'll read about it. Oh yeah. 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 The threat was there. Yeah. And our arrogant 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 government said yeah whatever we don't believe you we don't believe that this is going to happen right because why because we're the united states of damn america yeah it's not going to happen right and it happened yeah so then you take this boat ride out, and I go to the USS Arizona. And, and, and that I, is when that, reality punches you in the face. That, that Everybody I have talked to, even you, but everybody I've talked to who said that when you go out there and you still see the puddles of oil coming to the surface. It is it, unimaginable. Yeah, and, and when you realize that there's still fuel on, on the Arizona, and inside of there. The more haunting part yeah is when you know that there are people still in there yeah and you're looking down into this water and you see this ship yeah very big yeah you see this ship and you know to yourself that that is a water grave yeah i have experiencing that and experiencing the 9-11 memorial a year ago yeah those are things I'll never forget. Like, people ask me all the time, JC, you've been in Hawaii, right? Yes. What was your favorite thing about Hawaii? I said, this is a double-edged sword. Right. Hawaii is cool. It's yeah. great. But the thing that left an, an, an absolute just, it is encrusted in everything about me, was me going to Pearl Harbor. Right. When I went to New York, everybody asked me, how's your trip? Oh, it's great. I mean, I got to see Red Sox Yankees at Yankee Stadium. Right. I mean, I, I did all the tours, went to a Broadway show, did all this stuff. But I will tell you, the one, the one must is that 9-11 memorial. Yeah. That is the one must of anything you if, – if you don't do anything else in life, that is someplace you need to go as an American. You need to go there, and you need to experience it, and you can spend all day there. You could spend multiple days there. When I go back to New York, I will go back. But I think you need to experience that feeling. Right. You need that feeling. One other thing I was going to say is that, you know, as I said earlier in the program today, was uh, I was grounded for four weeks after 9-11. And four weeks later, uh, I got my assignment. It's like, okay, you know, this is what you're going to do. And the irony of the whole thing was my last leg was LaGuardia to Charlotte. My first leg back was Charlotte to LaGuardia. Here's the other scary thing. The next week, I picked up another trip. My first leg, Charlotte to Washington. Mm. And and the thing is, if you've ever flown in and out of Washington yep. National, you come in and out down the Potomac, mm -hmm. and you go right by the Pentagon. You do. And And – I looked out, and you could see the scars mm -hmm. 
on the ground and everything. And then you think about but, the, f- but, but, but you, you, but the thing was, you didn't see the scars on the building. You know what it was? It was like a big white sheet covering it. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. And then you think about the flight that never made it. Yeah, it was either intended for the White House. Yeah, or the U.S. Capitol building. Right. I mean that that was what it was intended for. Yeah. The, it, that flight, and nobody knows which one for sure. Right. But it was is the U.S. Capitol or the White House. Right. Was where it was headed. But but I just said you know but for months you'd fly into D.C. and you'd see that white sheet. That white sheet to me was kind of a symbol. You know you you, you know you, we laugh about a ghost. You know in, in a white mm-hmm. sheet. But to me that white sheet represented a, the ghost. Uh, uh, the haunting of that day and, and, and that white sheet stayed on that building seemed like forever before they took it down and before they repaired the Pentagon there in Arlington. So, um, so anyway, I just want to share that with everybody. Back in action, hotline 870-330-0927, MC Express, text line 870-372-RWRC. That's 7972. And, of course, as always, you can reach us all across that bright and very shiny, freshly vacuumed rhino car wash, social media sideline, Twitter, Instagram, and the Facebook. Today's Commerce Solutions Hot Topic of the Day is a very simple one. Where were you on this horrific day 18 years ago? Uh, Let's see, my man Joey Grant, he chimes in on Facebook. He said, I was in third grade at Valley View. David Carnes chimes in, sleeping, friend called and woke me up, worked second shift at Hayworth. Uh, Miss Gay LaRue, speaking of Calmer Solutions, on our way to Florida for vacation. Uh, Jordan Faust chimes in, I was in fifth grade at Nettleton. Um, these, are, these are things that I want to know just because I, I think, you know what I mean? When you think about it, man, it's, it's, uh, it's a day etched in history. It's something that we will never forget. Right. And uh, I don't think you should forget. I want you to remember where you were. Uh, Bray Brooks chimes in on the MC Express text line. He says, going to 9-11 Museum is number one on my bucket list. I'm sure I will be overcome with emotion when I actually get to visit. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm a grown-ass man. Um. I don't like to show weakness if I can help it, but I will I will tell you this. I I couldn't control it. Like I had to have time to myself when I walked in. And you won't be able to control it. I, I promise you. If you have any feelings whatsoever, you won't be able to control it. Right. And no matter how much you prepare for it or how you conjure it up in your mind what it's going to be like, it's a million times different than that. I'm telling you right now, it will hit you like a Mack truck when you walk in. Especially when you see the new Freedom Tower right there, right, right. outside. Yeah. And I spent some time. I've got videos, and I may post some of them today. I've got videos of me standing at the fountains. and um, I- I'm telling you, it's just I think everybody should do it. Parents, take your kids there. I had the privilege of taking both my daughters there, one who wasn't born when this happened and one who was but too young to even understand what was going on. Um, it, it's, it's imperative. It is our history. And, and again, never forget it. Let's head to the Back in Action hotline, and let's talk to our man, Propane. What up, brother? What's up, guys? Hi. As far as y'all's question, I was at my boss's house picking up a piece of equipment to go take it to another job that we was fixing to start working on. Uh, he lives off of Hasbrook, and we was going over to Upper Duxwater, if y'all know where that's at. It's off the Wood Springs Road. That's what I, that's what I was doing. But 
you know, a couple things I want to say is, man, it, it just, it's awesome that y'all go a whole hour without taking a break, knowing that that's how y'all make y'all's money, is through the, the sponsors and everything that people, you know, advertise with y'all. And y'all, you know, I'm not saying that y'all are saying the heck with y'all sponsors, I'm not saying that, but y'all are willing to go a whole hour and not take one break and let people talk about their memories of where they were, how it affected them, and stuff like that. Man, that's awesome that y'all do stuff like that. Well, and I want to say thank y'all for that. Man, I, I appreciate it, uh, Propane, and I'll tell you this. Uh, we're fortunate to have incredible sponsors uh, that are like family to us, and they know how we do. They never try to tell us to do, uh, to do our show how, any other way than how we know how to do it. Um, this is just one of those days, man. Uh, this is just one of those days that is very unscripted. Uh, it's it's very unscripted. We want this to be a day with our listening family. Um, this is something that is is our country's history, man. And it is arguably, I mean, some people bring up Pearl Harbor, but uh, obviously 9-11 is the most catastrophic day in the United States history. Uh, when you look at the the damage that was done, the amount of lo- lives that were lost, and then 18 years later, the way it still is affecting our country, the people closest to it, those that are dealing with the loss. I mean, I'm just telling you, this is just one of those days, man, where I, I, I told Walls, you know, I, it goes without saying, I don't have to say a word to him on this day because we've done many of these shows. I don't have to say a word. We, we just know what it's going to be, and, and it's just what we're going to do, man. We, as far as sports go, man, it's going to be there. But I, but I feel like for us, a lot like when this happened, Sports got put on the back burner. It got put on the back burner when this happened. And this is a day that we just feel like we want to open it up, and we're going to talk about what everybody else wants to talk about. No matter what you want to talk about, that's what we're going to do. And uh, I I just think it's a day of remembrance, and we want to treat it that way. You know, and something else I was thinking about when Gary was, you know, had called in. I think he he said he was, what, 18 years old when he, you know, enlisted in the military. I think I'm like a year older than he is. But to me, I was thinking, and it's back when he enlisted is totally different from now. And in my opinion, you know, kids are they're giving up their lives to, you know, make sure that we have the freedom to do what we're doing. And that's talking about what happened years ago. And you know, people degrade those kids for that because they're saying, you know what, you know, they have no respect for our military. And, you know, on, with me saying that, I want to thank Gary for his service and everybody else that has ever put their lives on line for us to do what we want to do, for us to have that freedom of speech to, to say whatever we want to to anybody. But knowingly, knowing that they've given their lives for us, you know, we should have a totally, totally different, you know, outlook on our military because without them, how many, you know, there's no telling how many times we would have something like 9-11 happen to our country if it wasn't for people like Gary and, you know, his fellow servicemen and women put their lives on line for us. And like I said again, Gary, thank you for your service. My brother, he was 32 years old. He, he served six years in the military. When that happened, all he wanted to do was try to get back into service. Mark, but I, I think he had some health issues. Go ahead. Well, no, Mark, I was going to tell you, is I, knew the, I knew a man – uh, talking about you know Pearl Harbor when Pearl Harbor happened, I mean you know, uh, well heck, a lot of people didn't know where, where's Pearl Harbor. You know it was it's in Hawaii, you know? mm-hmm. and uh, but uh, I knew a man 
that uh, he was too young to serve in the military at that time. But as soon as he looked old enough and he graduated high school, uh, he wanted to serve his country so bad that he forged his birth certificate and forged his papers. That man was my dad. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, I I didn't know your dad, I'm, you know, and but I want to say thank you for your dad and his service, you know. And, and like I said, that's something that I don't think you don't hear enough about is people thanking the men and women that serve our country. Because without them, we wouldn't be where we are today. You know, there's and, there's brave Mark, and then there's there's those who uh, who strap it up every day. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the military, right. first responders, uh, police, fire. I mean, all of them. I mean, and then there were the just the general citizens that just said, you know what? I'm, I'm taking myself to New York. I'm going to New York right now. And the amount of bravery uh, that was displayed, uh, not just on 9-11, but the days, weeks, months, years since then, uh, is, is pretty incredible, man. You know, I mean... It's things like that that make you go, man, I got to be better. Like, I know I can do better than what I'm doing. You know, and, and kind of like y'all was saying, and I guess it goes for anybody when anything bad happens. You know, when those, I don't know, you know, Muslims, I guess, what you or those terrorists, you know, that those people, you know, once that happened, you, me personally, I, you know, you look at somebody that something bad happens with, with their lifestyle or, you know, their style of people, you look at another person in that lifestyle or a Muslim, I'll just say, you know, you, you know, is that going to be the next one? You know, could they try to harm me or my family or something like that? But then you got to kind of look at things. I'm like, you know what? It don't matter if you're black, white, Indian, you know, whatever, you know, anybody can do wrong to somebody. So I'm, you know, I'm trying to look at things a whole lot different than I used to. Because, man, everybody's created equally. It's just the choices that you make in your life that well, make you bad. And that's the thing, too. You, we we got to be careful about, you know, painting things with a broad brush. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are several Muslim people that I know that are fantastic. You, you, you know what I mean? Like, right. it's a religion. It's it's a belief. Um I will say this: the the people that committed those awful acts on that day were terrorists, plain and simple. It, it wouldn't, it, it doesn't matter, uh, race, color, creed, any of that. No, that doesn't matter. They were terrorists, plain and simple. Um, you know, and and that's how we got to leave it. You know, when we when we read our headlines each and every day, um, I can tell you, the awful that I read knows no age. It knows no race. It knows no creed. It knows no gender. It knows no sexual preference. It knows none of that. The, the stuff that I read every day, it knows none of that. It, it really doesn't, Mark. If you'll sit down and you'll read everything that's bad that's going on, it's, it's all across the spectrum. Bad is bad, period. It doesn't matter. Right. You, and you said it right. Like, everybody is their own person. It's those who choose to do bad. You, yep. you know, I mean, there are just bad people in the world. It's unfortunate, but there are just bad people in the world. And so it's not right ever to try and paint anything with a broad brush because this person of this faction, of this race, of whatever has done this. Well, I hate to break the news to everybody, but 
every race, every gender, every sexual preference, however you want to break it down, however you want to break down that, all have bad people. Every one of them do. And so, and, and, you know, it's, it's just, it's the sad reality of where we are. And, you know, going back to something you said earlier before the break, you said, you know, these, these kids nowadays are so coddled that, you know, like you said, you want your daughter to know what to, you know, what to expect in this world. And me and my wife's uncle, we kind of talk about, and I, and when I say this, I'm no, in no way am I saying this is anything bad. But kids that are homeschooled, all right, me and my wife's uncle, we kind of talk about that occasionally. And, you know, they are caught up in just, you know, they don't get the, you know, whole experience of going to a public school or whatever and experiencing what, you know, the good and bad things in life besides watching the TV. And like you said it, you know, once they get out in this real world and they realize that they have to get a job or something and... You know, they come back home and say, Mom, I can't handle this, or Daddy, I can't handle this. I didn't know anything about this kind of stuff. Well, you know what? Sorry, sorry, Charlie, you know, go out there and, you know, experience life. Well, you know, they could end up disliking their mom or dad or having feelings bad or negative feelings towards their mom and dad because they kept them away from that. Now, once they get 18, they don't want, you know, they don't want to help them out. And I'm a firm believer in, hey, you know, let them get out and experience it because if they don't know how to handle it now, when they get old enough, they're definitely not going to be able to, you know, handle it. Hey, and, you know, I may be Mark, wrong. Mark, and, and you know this as a parent, man. You you got two wonderful kids. You know this as a parent. And, and, and I tell my daughters this often, maybe too often. But I tell them both, I'm not going to be here forever. And the fact that I can tell them that terrifies me. Because my greatest fear is me not being here to protect my daughters. That's my greatest fear. And so what I try to do is prepare them for this world that we live in. You know, I, I want them to see the ugly. I want them to see the things that most people don't want them to see. I want them to understand that, man. You know, I, I want them to know that this is just reality. And guess what? Reality isn't great. Reality isn't rainbows and pixie dust and, and, and purple unicorns. And uh, unfortunately, man, reality sucks. It's just the way it is. There are a lot of great people in this world, but there are a lot of bad people too. And you just have to know and understand that. I don't want my kids to ever be blindsided. I don't want them to be blindsided. I want them to always have their eyes open and be prepared for the worst. It's just my choice as a parent. You know, and I, that's one which my son, he's too young to really know anything that's going on right now. But my daughter, she's 10 years old. She's learning, you know, about the good and bad things that are going on in this world. And I, I'm like you. I try to tell her, look, you know, anything could happen at any given time. We don't understand. You know, we don't know when it could happen or what's going to happen. But, we, you know, I'm like you. Yeah, I've got to try to prepare my daughter, you know, that, you know, at this very second, something bad could happen. But then again, you know, something good could happen. You know, but it, it's it's hard to say, but. You know, we try to. We need to try to find the best out of the you know worst out, you know things. I guess you could say, and sure. that may not be the best way to put it, but but that's another thing I try to teach my daughter. But you know, she's still learning, and like I'm like you, I've got to tell my kids I'm not going to always be here for them. But you know, it's hard. And then when they look at you, like, well, why not, Dad? 
Well, you know, death's going to come eventually, you know. Yeah. One way or another. But, but man, I I want to thank you for taking my call. Y'all keep up the good work. And, uh, man, just keep on keeping on, brother. Appreciate you, brother. Yep. It's a man, Propane, chiming in uh, on this day of remembrance. It is a Yes to All Grill, Women Rock Wednesday. And I, I can tell you one thing. This is what I know. I know the powers that be at Yes to All Grill will absolutely be in favor of this show today. Oh, yeah. We, got, we have a lot of listeners, a lot of people online. Just uh, so, uh, you know, everyone, they're hearing us right now. Uh, if you do go to Yes Dog, we just ask one thing. Just make sure you tell them we sent you. 10% off all Power Bowls and salads today. Of course, uh, we, we do want to do you know our, our traditional thing that we do on a Yes Dog Grill yes. Women Rock Wednesday. We're going to do Wheel O Menu. And, of course, we've told you a little bit about this week's food feature and also the featured dessert. We'll tell you about it again. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. And keep in mind, those food features and that dessert feature are only good on Friday and Saturday. But Saturday happens to be game day. Also, they happen to have the game on Saturday at Yes Dog. 11 a.m. kickoff on ESPN2. The doors will open at 1030 at Yes Dog. So go ahead and make your plans now. And uh, we'll tell you about that uh, po' boy, that Cajun po' boy. We'll also tell you about that delicious chocolate cake as well that they're going to have. But we're going to play Wheel O' Menu, and then I'm going to touch on some more of these text messages that we're getting. And I'm going to try to at least bring a little bit of lightheartedness in today's show. And I'm going to tell a story that kind of surrounds 9/11 a little bit. It's uh, it's a it's a entertaining family story, um, but I, I do want to do that. And I know we have another call on as well. So let's do wheel of menu real quick. And then we'll head right back to the back in action hotline, and we'll let this thing fly. All right, we're letting it fly. And this is something that maybe a lot of people don't know about. But Yes Dog Grill does, in fact, have wood-cooked pizzas. Ooh, yes. Wood-cooked pizzas. And uh, they're very, very popular. Very, very popular. And the one that pops up right in front of me, the Sicilian Meat Pizza. How fitting. We're talking about 9-11, talking about New York. Sicilian yes. Meat Pizza. A red sauce, Italian sausage, pepperoni, salami, prosciutto, uh, pepperoncinis, red onions, and mozzarella. Mm. It's almost like you just... Popped your ass in a gondola I, and and went to Italy. I feel like I feel like I just walked into Ray's Pizzeria on Times Square. There you go, <laughs> Sicilian meat pizza. They are wood fired pizzas. Check them out. Yes, dog pizza. They've got that as well. That is their supreme pizza. They've got a barbecue pizza, a shrimp pesto pizza, a veggie pizza, a Neapolitan pizza. Come on, man. Yes. Wood cooked pizzas at Yes Dog Grill, 226 South Main Street in the heart of downtown Jonesboro. Let's head right back to the Back in Action hotline and say what's happening. What's going on, fellas? What's up, Chuck? Not much, man. How y'all doing on this fine Chuck, day? I knew you was calling because you called my phone first. <laughs> yeah, I want to apologize, man. I told nah, you. Nah, I was trying. sent me y'all's number. Hey. He sent me both numbers in the same thing. I, I was trying to text you, and I saw, I saw it popped up over on the screen. I said, I bet you 100 bucks that's Chuck right there. <laughs> yeah. I ain't figured out how to just get it to where when I make a call, I'm calling the station, and when I make a text, I'm texting you. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. You we'll know? we'll figure it out, buddy. Nonetheless, you're hey, on the you're hey, on the line. You're forgiven. You're on the back in action hotline. <laughs> well, What's up, you. buddy? Not much. You know, y'all been recollecting about the 9/11 all day, man. You know, 
me as a first responder, I appreciate all the the thank yous and the remembrance and everything of all the firefighters, the EMTs, the police officers we lost that day. But to me, I think that I think it was twenty nine ninety seven people that lost their lives in that building are the ones that should be remembered and the ones that were on the planes, you know. And y'all were talking about with Zach, I think what his name is, about you'd bum rush them. Didn't the one over Pennsylvania? They did. They did. They did. They did. And, you know, know, that, and it's funny you mentioned that, Chuck, because my humorous story where I try to lighten the mood today has to do with what they said. Um, The last words that were said because – uh, one of the passengers was able to get on the phone. The FBI was listening, yep. and uh, he basically just said, "I want you to tell my my uh, my family, my wife, tell her I love her." And uh, the last thing he said was, "Let's roll." Yep. And and they did. They they rushed him, and that is the plane that was believed to be headed to either to the White House or the United States Capitol building, and instead. Obviously, went down in a field, and uh, those are more heroes that, obviously, we need to acknowledge. Oh, I agree 100%. And, you know, it's on my bucket list to go up there and see both. Chuck, I'll tell you, buddy. It's powerful, my man. Uh, I'm telling you, it it is powerful. I bet, man. I've been to Little Rock. Like I said, I'm a first responder. I'm a volunteer fireman. Have been for a long time. I went to Little Rock to see the fallen fireman uh, memorial down there, dude, and it 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 was powerful to me. And I imagine mm-hmm. that'll be the same up there. But I would that's on my bucket list to do. You know, I want to go see it. It's uh yeah, I'm telling you, I think it's something that everybody should do at some point in time. Make it, make it. Uh, a part of your plans um just schedule to go see it because it's there there aren't there aren't words man and there's not many times chuck that i'm left speechless um there there aren't words man it, it's just uh, anything that i could say about it will not do it justice it, it will just not do it justice oh, I, you know i've seen it on tv i've seen pictures of it man but i i want to see you know i want to i i want to go see it you know, I mean, I can't explain why, but I do. And, you know, and as far as back 18 years ago, um, I was sitting in a hospital there at Walnut Ridge with my dad. He had had a car wreck oh, man. when the second one hit, watching it, man. And after he got out of the hospital and everything was fine with him, I went back to work. And remember, there used to be a tire center and a big truck stop there. On top of the hill as you come in the Jonesboro. Yep. I was working there at that time. Yep. I remember that. And dude, I can rem- I rem- and I remember dude, we were li- they were lined up from the pumps back towards West Side School and back towards the highway. And there was eight of us out there pumping gas trying to get everybody moved through. And we did that till nine o'clock at night, I think, because everybody was afraid we were gonna run out of gas. You know, and diesel. Oh, hey! It was a crazy day. I'll tell you, Chuck. Uh, the all I could think to myself. The the weird thing was, you know, my oldest daughter. Um, 
at the time, you know, you, you she was she was four. She would turn five in December um, at that time, and you know, I was getting ready. I I was getting ready, and I hadn't told anybody this story. I, I guess at this point, I hadn't said where I was. I, I was getting ready in my bathroom, and at the time, I was working in Pocahontas, so I was getting ready. And my daughter's room was right across the hall from me. Every morning would be the same thing: flip the light on, try to get her to wake up, turn the television on. We'd always have the the television on. It was on KIT, and I remember seeing the first one, and I walked in there, and and that's what I said earlier. I was like this. This this isn't an accident. Like that's not an accident. I'm like you know, no. but I never I never thought it was a a full size commercial air, airliner. I didn't think that. I thought oh, I was just one of those smaller planes. But that's not an accident. And so I'm getting my daughter. I'm getting ready to leave, and then Tower Two gets hit, and I'm like, what in the world? And I remember getting to Pocahontas where I, where I was uh, managing a store. And we had the television on, and my employees that were there that day, we were all watching it. But all I could think of, Chuck, was I want to go back and get my daughter. Like that's all I could. That's all I could think of was I can't stand not having her here with me because I want to make sure that she's safe. Because there was so much uncertainty. We we didn't know what in the world was happening. We didn't know what was next. Right, I agree with you there, man. That's the way I was that day. My wife worked for a nursing home there in town, and, you know, I just wanted to stay home with her and my sons, you know, and my daughter instead of going back to work. But, you know, as working parents, you have to work. Yeah, man. You know? Well, you know, yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll say this about that day. Like I said, I you know, I got a phone call, and, and, and someone said, you know, they're, they're, you know they're, a plane had, had crashed into the world trade center and then I, as i'm watching and then i see you know the second one i was like okay uh so, you know th- this ain't right you know th- th- we're under attack but the, the thing with me was being in the airline business is at that time i lived out there on bono hill I, I lived i didn't live that far away from west side and uh if if uh and for you folks out there that are that i know we have a, a lot of uh private uh planes pilots that fly in out of Jonesboro and fly over to Memphis. But there's a marker at Walnut Ridge, and what I call a marker, uh, basically it's, it's a navigational beacon. And a lot of planes that that, that are coming into Memphis, uh, they're you know they 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 line up on the Walnut Ridge marker. Okay, and that particular day when I walked outside after all this was going on, of course, unbeknownst to us at that point in time. The, the the government and the FAA there's like ground everything, ground everything. Get every plane out of the sky. Get them on the ground right now. And so I'm standing out there and I'm looking, and uh, I'm just kind of like, man, there's a lot of planes up in the sky. You know, well they're they're all going into Memphis. They're they're putting them on the ground as fast as they can get them mm-hmm. in there. And then what was weird. Is what for the next week, week and a half or so, you didn't see any Nothing. of those vapor trails or anything. Quiet. It was quiet, you know. And that, yeah, and that quiet. right there, it's like you're sitting there thinking to yourself, "Okay, w- w- th- this is not good. This is not good. Something is going." I mean, we knew what was going on. We just didn't know the severity of it at that p- point right. in time. And you know, man, like. 
I listened to the Bud Ross show too in the morning, and he talked about how people came together and everything. And to me, man, it seems like that's what's happened to society today. We have separated again. And like the color you had on a little while ago that was talking about, he's afraid they'll catch us with our pants down and get us from come in from behind, you know. And that really worries me, too. I mean, you know, it was like that before that happened and everybody come together. And, you know, you called your mom. You know, like I said, I was with my dad and mom. They had a car wreck at some morning, you know. And for a couple of weeks there or a month or so, he was constantly calling and checking on people, you know. Oh, no, I and Chuck, so, and, and that's exactly how I feel, man. I, I feel like it's this day that's the, the constant reminder where everybody all of a sudden wants to become patriotic, man, and I just think we've got to be better, man. I, I think I, I think we I, I think we're as, as divided as a country as maybe we've ever been, and I, I think if we could get somewhere – closer to where we were on September 11, 2001 without the tragedy get closer to where we were yep. then as people where everybody just wanted to help people you didn't care what somebody was wearing you didn't care if your best friend said you were an ugly booty licker behind your back you didn't care nothing about none of that like you didn't care right. about the stupid petty stuff that we all care about now you, you didn't care because yeah. things were so much bigger than any of that, then we need to get closer to being like that, but we don't need a tragedy to be, to, to be what brings us back together. Like, we are the only ones who right. can make that decision. Oh, I agree with you. Well, fellas, thank you for taking my call. Y'all have a blessed day. See ya, brother. That's uh, Chuck on the Back in Action Hotline, man. And, you know, I'm serious, and, and I use that term, and, and I know it's it, it sounds childish, but that's why I did it. Because it's the stupidest, most silly thing. Such and such didn't like my post on Facebook, but they like so-and-so's post. I mean, we are so petty and immature that we are like some three- and four- and five-year-olds sometimes. Why can't we get back to where we were when this awful tragedy hit our country, where we all actually cared about each other, and we were all more united than maybe we've ever been, but let's not let a tragedy be the reason why that happens. Let's not let that ever happen again. But I do agree. I, man, I'm, I'm telling you, let, let's not be surprised or shocked again. Let's not let somebody sneak up on us again, man. I mean, it, it's we, we've just got to be freaking better as people, man. Um, our man, G, he chimes in. He says, I think servicemen and women are respected more now, more than ever. Before that happens, you got an occasional honor and cheer at games, etc. He says, now it's honored and cheered everywhere all the time. He says, I've had numerous softball attorneys that they play the national anthem before it starts. That never happened before. Uh, he says, we're divided, but still, uh, still, but it's nothing like what my parents went through, not close. And, and I agree with that. I, I, I totally agree with that. Um, you know, we're better than we were, but are we as good as we can be? Absolutely not. I, I don't. I, I don't see that. I, I just. I really don't see that. Uh, let's see. Uh, our man Reggie chiming in on the MC Express text line. He says, "I was an intern for the city of Little Rock. Walked into work between the middle of the tower attacks. A coworker said it happened again. After being on edge for a week, sitting between the two nuclear arsenals at Pine Bluff, I then had to go 
to my weekend job at, at the FedEx hub in Memphis and stand on four square miles of fuel tanks and planes and pray that it didn't happen again. See, that's when you want to talk about it, it's getting real. Yeah. That's when you talk about it, it's getting real. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's hitting you in the face. Like, you are in it. See, that's the thing that more than New York was affected by this. New York was just the scene of, I hate to say the crime, but it is. Right. But this this spread, not just nationwide, but worldwide. I mean, it forever changed our world. Not just our country, our world. Unfortunately, and I feel awful for those who have been lumped into this, you know, brought into this same old BS because of the way someone looks. It's unbelievable. Like, I feel so terrible, so terrible for those that have been wrongfully brought into this. The anger and, and, the, and the feelings that you have, man, let's, let's put them towards something positive. Let's make something out of this. I still think 18 years later, we can be doing so much more than we're doing. Let's not talk about it. Let's be about it. I want to uh, tell this story. Um, it, it's, it's more humorous uh, on, on such uh, what is, it's always a somber day for me. Um, but I, I read the post this morning talking about the let's roll. Yeah. Um, and talking about those, those group of men that did storm the cockpit, the pilots were already dead. Mm -hmm. And, uh, these guys made this choice to storm the cockpit because they heard and knew what had already happened. They didn't want it to happen again. They knew by doing this, that they were going to lose their life. Right. Um, so this whole let's roll thing afterwards, when the story was told, it kind of became a thing. Mm -hmm. um, I'll never forget <laughs> having Christmas. Uh, we were having Christmas, and I think we were in Wynn. My family was. And, of course, my grandfather was still alive. And uh, my mom is notorious for giving some of the worst gifts on the planet. <laughs> okay? Uh <laughs> And unfortunately, we as a family, we would do the whole let's draw names. Yeah. You know, draw names. But my mom is a rebel. So you got to understand, my mom might not have your name, but she's going to get you something. Okay. And so <laughs> we're getting in. It's, it's into the gift time, you know, yeah. and I'm looking around and I'm like, you know, my cousin and I, we're, we were really... We were really shysty about making sure we got each other's names. Right. Be because we were both so petty that we wanted to make sure we at least got something we wanted right. or liked. Right. And nobody knew each other better than us. Right. And so we always tried to arrange that to happen. Mm -hmm. But that still did not stop my mother from making sure that everybody had a gift from okay. her. Okay. And so I will never, ever forget this. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so I get my gift first And so it's handed to me And I'm like I think to myself This looks like a license plate But it's wrapped up and I'm like Why in the world would this be a license plate uh -huh. And so I go and I unwrap this thing Man and it, it's kind of like A Christmas story uh -huh. when, when he's so hyped about What have I won or what have I won And it's the leg lamp you yeah. know and so I open this up, and it is, in fact, a license plate that says, let's roll on it. 
<laughs> and I, I'm looking at it, and I look at my mom, and I said, Mom, what am I going to do with this? Like, I'm not trying to be mean. Right. But I'm like, what am I doing with this? And she was like, oh, I just seen it, and I just, I just thought it was you. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, then. Well, that's great. And my cousin is rolling. Like, he's less rolling. He is rolling. Like, he thinks this is the funniest thing ever. And I'm like, yeah, whatever, dude. Like, I'm wanting to flip him off in front of the family. And so, this is all going on. And I'm like, yeah, get your laughs in. Well, lo and behold, it comes time for him to get his gift from my mom. Yeah. Lo and behold, it looks a lot like a license plate. The unwrapping occurs, and it's a let's roll. It's a two-for-one special. <laughs> and I was like, oh, we laughing now? We laughing now. But, uh, you know, you think about something that was just such an awful tragedy, uh, tragedy like this that we experienced 18 years ago today, man, and um, you think about that story and the meaning behind that let's roll, and I'll never forget getting that. And here we are, however many years later, since she gave me that. And... Um, it resonates with me, man. Um, what was a joke and what we laughed about and everything that day um, has has a much greater meaning to it. Obviously, for me, I try to find a way to at least make this day tolerable. Um, but um, I, I always think back to that day, getting that license plate, uh, especially uh, when we remember this day. But... Uh, just a you know, just a, a funny story. You have to know my mom. My mom, she means well. She really does. Uh, she's the one that will get you an artificial flower in a in a coffee cup. You know, I mean, she's gonna give it to you, and you're gonna be like, "What the hell am I doing?" <laughs> but she's gonna think it's the greatest thing ever. And so, um, but uh, but anyway, I wanted to share that story with uh, with you guys and gals out there, man. I you know, I, I appreciate everybody chiming in. There's been so many messages and things we're trying to get to all of them uh our man our man g man uh he chimes in on facebook live he says that story you just told about your dad talking about walls is exactly why i had to join his generation was my inspiration i never had a chance to meet him or many of the men like him but they are my idols i may not be able to thank him but i will thank you in his place and it, it does it speaks volumes man um you it's it's not like you have said, okay, look, uh, this awful thing has happened. I'm going to go work at the mall. Right. You said, I'm going to join the military, and I'm going to go fight this. Well, and- the, 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 the thing about my dad, I'll tell this story real quick, but, uh, but uh, his dad died when he was 10 years old, okay? And so my grandmother, she got remarried, and so my dad, believe it or not, you know, he's hard-headed, and he's a rebel, too. <laughs> Dude, dude, I don't know that I can. I don't know that I can reference you as a rebel. But, but, uh, so as soon as he graduated high school, I mean, she got remarried, which was my grandfather that I knew. But, but she just finally just said he wanted to join, you know, the Navy. So he forced the papers. She signed it. Said good riddance. And the World War II was still going on. But by the time he went through basic and everything, the end of August, early September came around. Everything was over with, but he was in the Navy. He still served, but it was kind of kind of, kind of a mop-up duty. Right. 
And he said, he was just kind of like, dang it. If I was like one month earlier, I'd, I'd been fighting in World War II. Yeah. Well, uh, the honorary and hard-headedness, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's you come by it honestly there. All right, we're going to hit a really quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to wrap up this show. I know it hasn't been like any show of uh, that we normally do, but I uh, hope you guys and gals have enjoyed it. Uh, and we appreciate each and every one of y'all chiming in with us today, man. Uh, never forget, never forget, RWRC Radio Live from the Unico Bank Studios right here on 95.3 The Ticket, AM 970. Catch me at the X with OG at a Yankee game. That made the Yankee hat more famous than a Yankee king. Disruptive may be just another overused buzzword, but disruptions in business like network downtime, data loss, social media abuse, and slow speeds are downright disruptive. For businesses large or small, Calmer Solutions offers powerful, affordable, yet customized solutions specifically for your business to prevent disruptions and simplify IT. For consultation or to try any of their solutions risk-free for 30 days, visit calmersolutions.com forward slash disruptive or call 870-336-2169. Calmer Solutions is a proud supporter of Arkansas State University. Quality Farm Supply, now that's quality. Reliable service, locally owned, all the parts you need for your farm and home. For over 50 years we've been serving you, to keep you going strong, that's what we do. Your one-stop shop for the parts you need. Quality Farm Supply, now that's quality. Hey farmers, this is Jesse from Quality Farm Supply. Summer is here and Quality Farm Supply has what you need to keep you and your crops hydrated this summer. We have field irrigation parts, bush hog blades, herbicide and pesticide sprays, shop fans, and a full line of ice bin brand coolers. Park the truck and come on in at Quality Farm Supply on Industrial Drive in Jonesboro and in Truman on Highway 463. Quality Farm Supply, Northeast Arkansas family owned and operated for over 50 years. Now that's quality. Quality Farm Supply, now that's quality. At Unico Bank, it's not about the big buildings, where our name is, or who we are. It's about you, now and tomorrow. Do you feel like you have lost that personal relationship with your banker? Do you feel like your banker has put their agenda before yours? If you do and you need help, please come see one of our team members at Unico Bank. I'm willing to bet when you leave one of our branches, you will be glad you came to see us. Unico Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Investing in you. Come see us. By now, two things that you have invested in is your house and your automobile. You take pride in your home. You keep it clean, mow the yard, you know, the general maintenance stuff. Why don't you show the same love for your automobile? Yeah, that's right, your automobile. Why are you neglecting it? It's time for you to repair your relationship with your automobile. Give it love. Give it Rhino Car Wash. Your car will love you for it. And now you can show your love seven days a week, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. on Sunday. Four convenient locations in Arkansas, Paragould, Searcy, Cabot, and now 1840 East Highland Drive in Jonesboro. They proudly provide service through an express tunnel wash with free vacuums. And remember, membership has its privileges at Rhino Car Wash. Pick from three monthly memberships and wash your car anytime and as many times as you want. Your car loves you. Love it back. 
at Rhino Car Wash. And now back to RWRC Radio with JC and Uncle Walls, fueled by Flash Market, live from the Unicone Bank Studios, right here on 95.3 The Ticket, AM 970, Ritter Communications Tube Town Channel 21, Facebook Live, and RedWolfRollCall.com. If tomorrow all the things were gone I'd work for all my life And I had to start again With just my children and my wife I thank my lucky star Welcome back, RWRC Radio, as we remember those who uh, lost their life 18 years ago today. And uh, for those that, I mean, that still deal with it, to this day, 18 years later, uh, some deal with physical ailments from it. Some deal with the uh, loss of family and friends, co-workers, whatever it may be, man. It's, uh, it's just one of those days, man. It's just absolutely one of those days that um, we always want to pay homage to, man. Uh, it's, uh, it's a tough one, but uh, we appreciate all you guys and gals chiming in today. And uh, it's a unique show. Obviously, I want to thank our great sponsors uh, who always stand by our side, uh, regardless of the format of our show. Yeah, it wasn't the typical take a break, you know, every 20 minutes. It wasn't the typical have all of our segments, Orville's, uh, you know, men's store with five random facts, buy the numbers, United Pawn Brokers of Jonesboro. Of course, Damn Man really brought to you by Stadium Auto Body. Uh, of course, uh, we had our Calmer Solutions Hot Topic of the Day, but all our great sponsors, man, we appreciate all of them for uh, obviously believing in us and, you know, we, we take this day like today and it's just it's not your normal show it's just it's just not but uh it's how we do it uh each and every year and we just want to do our our part to uh help remember it and uh never forget but uh oh we'll be back to normal tomorrow it will be a uh 1812 pizza company throwback thursday and uh we will of course talk a state and georgia and everything else in the world of sports We'll have all that for you. Coming up next, Workday Red Zone with, with uh, Miss Kara Ritchie uh, from 12 to 2, 3 to 6, The Drive with Brad Bobo. And, of course, tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., The Front Row with Budro. For Uncle Walls, I'm JC. I'm going to leave you like I do each and every day. If you're going to do it, do it right. And if you do it right, do it twice. Y'all take care. God bless. Never forget, Waltz, God bless America. Since day one of Red Wolf Roll Call, we've had one official barber. One. Toby Stoker of Ace of Blades Barbershop. Over the years, you've heard the ads. No frills, just a great haircut, plain and simple. And during this time, more and more customers are discovering Ace of Blades. Great haircut, great price, great customer service, plain and simple. Your time is valuable. Your look is valuable, too, and Ace of Blades knows that. 
Ace of Blades Barbershop at 3227 Matthews next to Auto Doctor. They're open Tuesday through Friday, 8 to 5. And for those of you with busy schedules, Saturday's appointment only. To set your Saturday appointment, call Toby at 268-1221. You can also find Ace of Blades on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Ace of Blades Barbershop, the official barber of the Red Wolf Roll Call. Make them your official barber. Ace of Blades Barbershop, a proud supporter of the A-State Red Wolves. 